You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So my staff uh, recently did this exercise of thinking of one person, anybody, that we know, that if we had them on our team, they could, we could change the world with them. We had to think of one person that if we had them on our team, maybe some, somebody we admire, somebody we look up to, somebody that just, they have something about them that if, if they were on our team, or if we had three people like them, we could change the entire world. We had to think about the qualities of that person. So I want to bring that to you this morning. I want you to think of one person, maybe just someone you admire, someone you look up to, someone that it just has a beautiful life or produces beautiful fruit, whatever it is. If, if you had them on your team, you feel like you could do anything successfully, you could conquer the world. I want you to close your eyes right now. We're just going to take a minute this morning. I want you to think of that person and I want you to name the qualities of that person. For those of you who maybe have some notes, you may be taking notes, you can maybe write down those qualities. For some rare instance that maybe someone in this room actually thought of you as that person, I wonder what qualities they might have seen in you. So I want to flip that question back around to you. What if you were someone that someone would want on their team? What do you think the qualities are that people see in you? Qualities that you would actually be proud of, that would maybe, that are influential in other people. Just pause right now. Again, we could take a minute. What are the qualities in you that you would want other people to emulate? That you would want other people to follow? I know you're probably going through the list of hundreds of qualities about yourself, 
Um, maybe just put a pause on that. Maybe you can continue that exercise after Mass with, um, with your family. But I think it's a good exercise for us to do because um, I'm not sure we realize how influential we are. I'm not sure we realize how often people are looking at us and very often maybe sometimes following us. We don't use that language, but coaches do this all the time. Coaches literally say, do what I do. They give a model. They give an example. This is how you tackle. This is how you run. This is a route you're going to do. I'm going to do it one time, and then you're going to repeat after me. They're giving example, right? Teachers do this all the time. Teachers are teaching something, and they say, okay, repeat it after me. Help me understand that you are learning what I'm communicating so that you can teach it back to me. We do this all the time. Maybe we see our child um, just struggling with something. We say, okay, let me show you how to do it. We're teaching them. We're saying, follow me, right? But to be so bold as St. Paul is in today's second reading, I want to read something to you that you maybe missed in our second reading. I want you to think about this. He actually said this. He wrote this down in a letter, and it's in the Bible. St. Paul, at the end of today's uh, second reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, 11, verse 1, he says to this whole community, be imitators of me. Not about you, but I can take that a bunch of different ways. I can say, wow, a lot of confidence, bold. Or I can say, wow, arrogant, little over the top. But nonetheless, Paul says it. He says, be imitators of me. Watch me. Look at me. Imitate my life. And this is the key part. Right after that, he says, as I am imitating Jesus. Imitate me because I'm trying to imitate Jesus. They obviously had to to go to the synagogue to hear the word of God. They had to go because most of them didn't know how to read. And so they were listening to hear about the life of Jesus. Paul says, I'll show you the life of Jesus. Look at me. Imitate me. Follow me. Because I'm constantly trying to imitate and follow Jesus. That's pretty bold. But you know what? In all honesty, that's the life of a Christian. A Christian is someone who says, I follow Jesus. I am a disciple of Jesus. I walk and I learn from him. In our parish, we talk about missionary disciple. A disciple, a missionary disciple is one who learns from Jesus, who is able to teach others what they have learned, and they are modeling their life after Jesus. That's important. Because I don't, I don't know if we would feel confident enough to tell other people, follow me. I don't know if we'd tell other people, imitate me. But that's what Paul's doing and Paul is challenging us that if we wouldn't say that, we need to ask ourselves, why wouldn't we say that? Why would you and I not say, follow me? That's what Jesus did to his disciples. He sent them out into the world and he says, go and do for others what I have done for you. And they went and said, come follow me.
Whether we realize it or not, people are watching us. Some people are following us. If you have kids, you know they're watching, they're listening, and they're following. If you have grandkids, you know they're following, they're listening. Why do we care so much if you're on Facebook about how many followers we have? You know, when we're on Facebook and we're just cruising through people's profiles and we're following them, the people we're following, we're checking out what they're doing, we're checking out where they're hanging out, we're checking out what they're saying, we're interested in their life, and that says something about what we're interested in. Paul is saying, follow me, but Paul's not saying, follow Paul. Paul is indirectly saying, follow Christ. Because I'm following Christ, and hopefully you see in me Christ. And that's the beautiful thing about what the mystery of being a Christian means. This is important. I want you to listen to this. I don't want you to miss this. How many of you were baptized? Raise your hand. Great. You may not remember the day of your baptism. We're going to have some beautiful baptisms after Mass. We actually have three beautiful babies who are going to be baptized uh, at Mass. After Mass. When you were baptized, we've talked about this, Jesus came and lived inside of you. And you received the gift of the Holy Spirit. God the Father began to call you his son and his daughter. By the way, Jesus was baptized. And God the Father called Jesus his son. And so the words that God the Father said to Jesus, he said to you. The same spirit that hovered over Jesus is the same spirit that hovers over you. You and I have the privilege and are drawn into the mystery of living Jesus' life inside of us. Now, I don't want you to miss this. This is important. The church is called the mystical body of Christ. In other words, Jesus in mystery lives inside of all of us and he is living his life inside of all of us and so that means when we are with him we can share his joy but we're also meant to call we're called to share in his sufferings and his sacrifice but we're also called to share in the joy of his resurrection and so when, when Christians die we don't just see the end of life we see someone who has died with Christ and will spend the rest of their life with him in heaven. And so, St. Paul, if you read about his life, you read similarities of Jesus' life. Paul healed just as Jesus healed. Paul preached just as Jesus preached. Paul suffered just as Jesus suffered. And we know that Paul's in heaven with Jesus just as Jesus rose from the dead. And so it is with you as a Christian. What do people see when they look at you? But dear friends, the more and more we give our lives to Jesus, the more we are intent on following him, the more we allow the Holy Spirit to change our lives to be more like him, the more people will see Christ in us. The goal is for, G for Jesus to shine through us. And when we say follow me, or we say imitate me, what we're hopefully saying is imitate Christ 
in me because I am a follower of Jesus. I don't know what you're doing for this Lent. I don't know what your Lenten penance looks like. Lent starts next week. Some of us may do some cool things like give up chocolate. We may do some really cool things like give up soda or Coke or something like that. But maybe a one thing that you might consider doing is picking up the Bible. Choose a gospel randomly. There's four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Pick it up and actually say, you know what? I'm going to study Jesus. I want to know what he likes. I want to know what he doesn't like. I want to know what he says and why he says it. I want to know who he's talking to. I want to know who he's hanging out with. I want to know who he's not hanging out with. I want to know when, when people say something negative about him, how does he respond? Does he say anything negative about other people? I want to study Jesus because I want to imitate Jesus. And maybe the more I imitate him, the more I might become like him. But I can't be like him if I don't know him. And I can't know him if I'm not learning who he is. Maybe you might find one quality, one characteristic in his life that's worthy of working on to follow. Maybe it's his patience. Maybe it's his humility. Maybe it's his faith in God that God his Father can do all things. Maybe it's the way that he, he loves the poor. Maybe it's the way that he seeks the disenfranchised. Just maybe one quality might be worth me trying to work on in my life so that I might look more like Christ. Then maybe Paul's words perhaps one day can be ours. We might be able to be free and say, imitate me, because we know what we're ultimately saying is, I want you to imitate Christ. Christ.